Welcome to Elementor Talks, the podcast that connects marketing, design, and development experts to help you build better websites. When it comes to the Elementor community, Dave is someone who needs no introduction. Elementor educator and web designer with over 15 years of experience, in 2016, Dave founded Design Build Web, which offers two premium online courses, No Stress WordPress and No Fear Funnels. On this podcast episode, he fondly recalls his days as a primary school teacher, defines the right ways to build a sales funnel, and gets excited about the new Elementor pop-ups launch. Welcome to Elementor Talks, to another episode, and I'm here with Matan. Hi, Matan. And today our guest is none other than one of the most known and popular people in our community, Dave Foy. Hi, Dave. Hey there, how are you doing? I'm great. How about you? Excellent. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be asked. Yeah, we finally get you on, on an episode. It's well overdue, I would say. It is. So, uh, Dave, you, you've kind of skyrocketed as an Elementor educator and uh, a person that is known in our community. So tell us about how, uh, I mean, even before, how you got started on WordPress and how you uh, ended up doing what you're doing yeah no problem well i actually started out life as a as a teacher as um we call them a primary school teacher here in the uk so kind of teaching children sort of age six to 11 and i i, I trained to be a teacher back in the 90s and uh basically absolutely loved teaching i mean teaching was just my dream job really but i kind of became quite disillusioned with I think a lot of the kind of the bureaucracy and the, you know, the way that the government treated teachers and all, all, all those sorts of things. Did, did kids screaming have also something to do with it? Or? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know that the kids were not the problem at all? In fact, the kids were the best part of the job. I, I, I love the kids. I love the teaching. I bump, I, I still bump into some of them now, actually, you know, just walking, walking around town. And I'll, I'll hear somebody shout, Mr. Foy! <laughs> <laughs> Was and that the, like those, a, Brit, those British uh, schools with the uniforms and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, all, it was all uniforms. It was a very relaxed school, actually. It was a really nice school as well, the one that I mostly worked at. It was great. Really, a really good, uh, really good school, really nice kids. Yeah, I, I mean, some of those kids are now sort of 30, you know, 28 years old maybe oh, wow. 30 years old. So a lot of the time I need a little reminder about who they actually are. But um, so, yeah, I, I just decided I've, I want to do something different. Long story short, left and uh, taught myself web design basically from scratch, just, you know, on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, started off doing school websites, you know, websites for the schools that I'd worked with. And just, I mean, I was hand coding back in those days. This was kind of early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was WordPress or another? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't WordPress to start off with. I mean, my first sites were literally just static, you know, hand coded sites, HTML, CSS. Yeah. Um, did you do Flash yeah. and? I did. I, I, I kind of just missed the. What I where I actually came in at was the beginning of the whole web standards movement. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of moving away from the flashy stuff and the. Um, you know the, the the really kind of heavy tables into the more sort of simpler, uh, simpler pages and sort of simpler coding and things like that. So I was quite lucky in that sense, I think, to to uh, to, to to find it at that time. But um, 
Yeah, so I, I spent the next 15 years building websites. The first CMS I used was actually one called Expression Engine, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't, I don't know if you've heard about of that. Expression Engine, but Expression Engine was, was, was brilliant. I mean, it just allowed me to create these really quite complicated you know, websites with some amazing features, uh, you know, because I'm not, I'm not naturally really a programmer. So it's, is it the CMS? Yeah, it was the CMS, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a CMS. And it, it was re- in, in some ways, it was a lot more flexible than WordPress because obviously WordPress started as a, as a blogging platform and it's still got a lot of that legacy still, uh, still, still there, um, which page builders kind of started to, to turn around. But yeah, so I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think at that point, I think WordPress had probably just been released. Uh, was that 2003, I think? Yeah, yeah that's true. So I didn't really hit on WordPress itself until maybe about 2007, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah um, that was when it started building uh, an audience. Yeah, that was, the, that was the first time I really hit on WordPress. And I started using it a little bit for clients. I, I kind of hopped between Expression Engine, WordPress. I started using another CMS called Craft, actually, as well, which um, had this concept of blocks, which... Then, you know, it was a few years later, kind of, you know, Gutenberg and, and everything else were kind of were starting to introduce the blocks concepts as well. But it was, it was craft kind of all those years ago that started that, that, that I first started using it. So I actually, with a, with a friend of mine, we started kind of probably about 2007 or eight, getting a little bit into, I, I kind of needed a little bit of a break from working with clients, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend, which is, is, is quite an important part of my story, really, but my friend who ran a web agency, I used to do a lot of work for them, actually, as, as a freelancer. And uh, he was really, really into marketing. He was into marketing in a way that I was definitely not into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the summits and the books and the e-courses and... Yeah, the whole thing, really. I I... It's it's funny when I first it sucks designed, you in, right? What's that? Sorry, it it kind of sucks you in. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I um when I first got into web design, I remember sitting with my partner and uh, and saying to her that you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna become a web designer. I want to build things. I want to make things for people, but I am not getting into marketing. I was absolutely adamant marketing. I mean, this was, this was, you know, a long time ago now, but um, I'm not getting into marketing. That's, that's for other people, you know, that's for, that's for a certain type of person. And that's, that's definitely not me. And I resisted, which is ridiculous now. I mean, marketing and websites, it just, you know, there's, there should be no distinction between them at all. There shouldn't be any separation, but uh, in those days, in my head, that there there was so. Um, so it was my it was my friend who uh, had the idea to start with this whole. I think you'll probably remember actually, Ben. You know the whole thing about creating these niche um, WordPress sort of domain keyword type websites. Oh, yeah. You know, for sort of SEO. I I was exactly at the same time at the same place. I also. Uh, was at that time uh, an SEO uh, expert, you might say. Yeah, and there was a. I mean, at, at the time, it was much easier to rank. You could create, a, you know, a little website on a particular theme, and 
rank really highly for that, sell, you know, maybe some affiliate products off the back of it. And yeah, it was a piece of cake. It was like the gold rush. I remember those times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I remember, I actually remember the day that Penguin hit and, uh, all those rankings disappeared overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was so fun. many domains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was, that was interesting. It was something that I kind of thought, ah, I've sort of seen a different side, you know, seen a different side to this. So, um, but yeah, fast forward a little bit further. Um, I ultimately, what, what used to happen is around about, it was on an, it was on like an 18 month cycle after I left teaching about every 18 months or so I would get this incredible urge to teach again. You know, mm. just think I'm, I'm I just used to think I'm kind of wasting a, a talent that I have, you know, it's um, something that I'm kind of, you know, making websites for clients and I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it, but kind of felt that that sense of teaching people and helping them transform you know, helping oh, yeah. them just get better, become better, achieve, you know, what they achieve the goals. So I used to, I used to regularly kind of go back into schools. I'd, I'd contact head teachers again at the schools, say, you know, do you mind if I come in and do a little bit of teaching? And I used to very, very quickly think, oh no, I'm not going back into the classroom. Mm. Definitely not. But it was about, it was around about 2016. It was the middle of 2016 when I, su- I suddenly realized I've got to teach. I have to teach. It's just something that just kept coming back to me. It was just this, this thing. It's like a wave. Um, I thought, well, actually, I've spent the past 16 years informally teaching web designers. You know, I would partner on projects with uh, graphic designers, particularly, you know, guys who were awesome designers. You could use Illustrator, Photoshop. Um, incredible designs, but have just real trouble realizing, you know, actually being able to create them, being able to create those kind of sites. I used to be the guy they had to turn to, to actually build these layouts and, uh, and websites for them, you know, based on Photoshop layouts and things like that. So I was, I was that guy. So I used to, I used to help them understand how to design for the web. And I did a, a lot of kind of informal teaching and consultancy on that. Mm. So it, when it came to that stage, I thought, actually, why don't I look into teaching those people, you know, may, maybe online, um, that particular audience of people who are, you know, want to build websites, have got great sort of design talent, great vision. They know what they want to do. They just have trouble actually making it and making them properly as well, you know, making good websites that perform well. So, so, so you were, you were kind of doing it already, and then you kind of materialized the 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 topics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of it kind of all came together. What what was particularly important though was that it was only in the middle of 2016, which incidentally is when a very popular page builder <laughs> launched. Timing. Um, it's all about timing. Exactly. It came together. It came together at exactly the same time, actually. Um, in in my agency, uh, I, I was partnering with my marketing friend at the time. Actually, he desperately wanted to use these new page builders. At the time, we're talking. I think earliest was Visual Composer. Then it was the Aveda theme for a while. Then it was kind of Divi theme for a while. 
he was desperate to use these kind of page builder technology, which to me as a, you know, as like an, a purist old school hand coder, <laughs> it was just kind of, I, I just thought he was crazy, really. You know, it's, mm -hmm, yeah. you, you, you've got to build clean websites. And you know, his point was, well, that's all well and good. But if it takes us three or four weeks to implement a quick test, quick landing page, run some AdWords campaigns for a client, but it takes us three weeks for you to be available, you know, in order to then actually carefully build these pages, then we're dead in the water. And it, it, was, it took me a little while to kind of understand what he was saying. But so that's how I kind of, you know, discovered page builders myself and um, started to see just for myself, just with real projects, how web designers and marketers who, you know, were full of great ideas, suddenly, it were, I mean, it wasn't quite there yet because I hadn't discovered Elementor at this point. But it, they were starting to get to the point where these guys could actually start to, you know, to turn out the, to their vision onto the screen. And um, so it was at that point that I thought this is this is kind of coming together. You know, the my desire to teach, the technology, and the timing was uh, was, was was everything really. Dave, could you um, imagine twenty years ago? that you will make uh, closure coming back being a teacher, but an e-teacher. Yeah, none at all, actually. <laughs> I actually didn't really think I would, I would teach again just because the, 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 the sort of like the school classroom situation, not the classroom, just the, the kind of, you know, the education system. I just thought I would, uh, I would probably never, never teach in that situation again. So It's, uh, it's brilliant for me. It's my, it is, I say this all the time, but it is my absolute dream job, what I'm doing now. Yeah, and, and fast forward to um, more recently, the, what you kind of noticed that uh, marketers and, and designers are living separate uh, lives, sort of, uh, this uh, came about... In your course, where you actually um, combine marketing tools and uh, design tools, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, about yeah. That. And this is the thing. It's um, as I've said earlier. You know, for me, there is no se separation between the two at all. It was, it was, it was when I mean, when I first started teaching online, I can't. I think I actually, I think I started kind of early 2017. So around about March, April 2017, I think. And uh, just just to say, I, I'd I'd undergone quite an intensive kind of testing process before then mm -hmm. of every kind of page builder I could possibly find, and Elementor was just way. I mean, this was when you'd really just launched, and it was still you know a little rough around the edges. But even at that point, it was like this is the one. <laughs> this is yeah. absolutely. I, I ran it past web designers that I knew and every single one of them was like oh my word you know this is this is the dream so for me you know being just just finding finding Elementor as the basis for for teaching web design marketing and all kinds of other things is, is was was perfect really um, and and specifically I want to talk about uh, what 
a topic that I wanted to talk uh, today in general with you with was uh, your funnels course. So how did it yeah. come about and uh, what are funnels? So walk us through. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, it would probably be helpful to explain to you how I actually came about teaching this course, especially for somebody who, you yeah. know, 15 years ago promised never to be ever go near marketing at all. So um, it was... It was from starting actually just teaching when I started this teaching pure web design stuff, you know, pure how to build websites kind of thing with with WordPress and Elementor. And my process of not being interested in marketing whatsoever to during my work with my friend in our in our agency, in our partnership, starting to realize that there is firstly, there is no separation web design and marketing websites are there to perform you know they are there to, to, yeah. to improve and work for a business work for a business yeah. yeah exactly so marketing all the way through from attracting the traffic in the first place to you know ultimately converting those to to, to loyal customers is the goal design is you know <laughs> is all about achieving helping achieve that goal so that, that was a real penny drop for me then when I started what I'm doing, which is all about building a list, you know, when I first started this business, my whole thing was produce really helpful content, really helpful free stuff, you know, YouTube videos, webinars, all that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Build a list, build an engaged list, sell that, that you know, those people uh, something, which in my case is, is, is courses. And the penny really dropped at that point because I thought, wow, this is a process that I always imagined was to do with kind of clever tricks, you know, clever techniques. And I used to watch a lot of the kind of the, the heavy handed marketers with their Ferraris and, you know, all that kind, yeah. of, uh, all that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and think that there must be some kind of trick. And it was that the penny dropped for me that marketing and selling anything is about helping people. You know, it's, every everybody ultimately wants to transform you know all of human life want to move away from things that are bad and move towards things that are good you know transform and become different and i think that was the real penny drop for me it's like this is something that <clears throat> excuse me that literally anyone can do anybody who is in business any web designer any business owner has I mean, they, they need to think about it clearly in some cases, but they have a, 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 a target customer with a problem. The more defined and targeted that problem is, the better. And that customer also has an idea in their head of what they want to transform into. You know, what, what, what's their desired outcome? What's the, you know, the, the, the pot of gold for them at the end of the rainbow, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that is true for every single business, no matter what it is that you do, whether you're a web designer or you're a personal trainer or it, it, whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. So it was a, a moment when I thought, well, hang on, right. I've got, I've got the tools, you know, WordPress and Elementor between them, add in an email marketing system and convert kit, drip or active campaign or something like that. Um, with those tools, you've got absolutely everything you need to, to put this in place. So my thought was actually let's, let's, let's teach people how, 
how to, you know, I mean, in a sense, sales funnels, I'm going to what a sales funnel is in a moment, but sales funnels themselves have traditionally been taught by the heavy handed, you know, marketers, which a lot of people just simply cannot relate to. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think it, I, I think it's, it's something uh, where you have those heavy handed uh, marketers that sort of sell a story that's, that's very convincing. They're saying like, look, I'm so successful. You can be as successful already. The messaging here is like, I'm going to convince you by showing you some sort of uh, success metrics as opposed to like, okay, it's just, you have a business, you, you just, you, you want to get the right message out there or something on that sort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, I mean, it's all about that kind of the, the, the end goal. But it, as you said, it's, it's complete, it's usually completely unrealistic. Um, it's something that a lot of people, I know a lot of people, a lot of the web designers that I talk to and teach and, and uh, you know, and spend time with just simply cannot relate to that that type of message you know that that type of sale but yeah you've it was it was it was really just just thinking that you know the, the, those those tools are there so the, so well, I mean partly the, they're always kind of seem to be pitching special technology as well you need exactly, certain yeah. tools you know you need you need I mean just just as one example I'm not picking you need on a click blueprint yeah yeah but you know things like click funnels that you need these tools and I'm, that's not to say that click funnels isn't great or anything like that but i think that message that it's it's a specialist job it's something that only a certain kind of person can do with a certain type of tool set was just something i thought well i as the you know as the non-marketer guy i know that that's not true i've done it i've done it for clients and i know that we've done it you know with with a particular particular focus that people who maybe identify as non-marketers can understand. And that was the, that was the whole basis for the course really for, for no fear funnels was I actually basically made it for myself. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, yeah, it's worked out really well. So. And I think another, you, you're kind of demystifying funnels because if what other marketing gurus are selling funnels, is like if you want to get more sales, you have to go through, uh, you know, many steps and, and all that, what you're saying is just, uh, no, you you just have to have your, uh, you know, your, your landing page and then your possibly upsell and then your thank you page. Those seamlessly, uh, those, those uh, intuitive things and then just use them to, to get more sales. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing, the thing is that, that, that these guys talk about is, they, they sell a lot of complexity and of course they sell it as complex because then you'll need to pay them in order for them to, to, to teach you how to do it. But there's a lot of focus on sort of the tools and the complicated funnel diagrams with all manner of different, you know, different kind of flow chart conditions and things like that. And I think it is designed to kind of a lot of the time to sort of baffle you and make you think that this is something that's really complicated. But for me, yeah. If people start by focusing on the very, very simple strategy, which is identify the burning problem that your potential customer has. Basically, one, my rule is always one per funnel. So one mm -hmm. burning problem, that funnel sorts, you know, promises to solve that particular specific problem only. 
if you've got you know customers with multiple problems you have multiple funnels but if you can define clearly in the language that your potential customer you know uses to describe their problem the best way to do that is to talk to them and ask them and you can define what it is that they actually want you know what what is the desired outcome at the end of all this what what do they actually want to achieve where do they want to be what what do they want their life to look like then in a sense yes you've still got to design you know a funnel map you've got to design roughly how you're going to attract the traffic what kind of pages are going to land on what they're going to see next and etc i'm happy to go through that sort of that so, flow so but, yeah so that's your starting point identifying the the issue and the problem that the, your client is facing so can you better define to us what is exactly a funnel as you would uh, name it and how you go about building it yeah well the, the the easiest way i think to think about a funnel is that it is just it is a path from taking people from you know from attracting them to the site in the first place along the way to ultimately becoming a customer and then becoming a loyal customer <clears throat> so a lot of people think that funnels stop at the sale but actually the funnel process is developing repeat custom and loyalty and ultimately actually having those customers become marketers for the company because they're they're out there you know recommending you and and uh, and, and spreading the word as well so a funnel is is, is simply just it's where you've you've mapped out the kind of the ideal path that your potential customers are going to take uh, to to kind of take them along the journey to ultimately becoming a customer now that in its simplest terms might be I mean I'll, I'll skip the first sort of step of it but when, when you what what the, the way that I teach it is that once you've defined once you've defined that problem and what the desired outcome is what the desired sort of success looks like for that customer is to think about how you're actually going to attract them in the first place which is you know basically with with lead magnets so you know something like you know it can just be like something as simple as like a really little mini course or uh, a checklist PDF or something it can be something really really simple and actually the best lead magnets are the ones that are the ones that somebody can kind of you know download your PDF and get an, a win straight away so huge ebooks generally don't perform very well because it's just it's just too much of an investment in time yeah at that point then you would need to build a landing page to promote that particular lead magnet and the design and the copywriting for that landing page if you've done the first job of defining the customer and their problem and the desired outcome actually designing and creating the you know the copy for that landing page becomes really easy because all you've got to do is you've got to attract their attention with a headline and what better way of attracting somebody's attention by pointing out the very problem that they're currently struggling with and yeah. promising and offering the ultimate like, solution yeah. yeah i mean it's you know the, it's there are slightly more kind of more nuances than that but that's that's the base that's that's the basis i find a lot of people do and it's something that a lot of my students actually struggle with is that the bit about defining the problem and the desired outcome is actually the hardest bit of the entire process i think and it's the bit that a lot a lot of my students certainly kind of struggle with it's, it's it takes a lot of really really careful thinking and digging deeper and deeper and deeper deeper than you would normally you know normally can most people would just stop 
Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Dave, you mentioned uh, you mentioned your students. Can you tell us uh, who your students are? My students, well, generally speaking, well, my my focus is is always Elementor. So Elementor is always kind of in the middle of you know the 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 entire process. I have two courses, and they're both based on on Elementor. So partly, my students are Elementor users. They are people who have already been attracted to using Elementor and they're already using it on the, the, the websites anyway. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. I would say that a good chunk of them, not all of them, but a good chunk of them are web designers. There are people who are actually building websites either for themselves or for, for clients. But there's quite a range, actually. There's, I've got students as well who have been attracted to Elementor because they're not web designers, you know, so they actually see a tool that allows them to kind of create websites, really, you know, amazing looking websites really easily without being kind of templated and, you know, having, having the, the design dictated to them. So um, people running all kinds of businesses, really. I've got quite a few kind of coaches, sort of business coaches, fitness coaches, that kind of thing. Have but people running all manner of businesses, really. So... Have you been following up on on your students on their uh, results? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. The thing the thing about the the No Fear Funnels course is that it's not just a you know here here are some videos go away and watch them and you know goodbye. Um, there's there's a lot of support. So the the whole point with it is that we we actually as new students come in they start to talk about their business and where they currently are and. I encourage them all the way through the process to actually report back, you know, re report back and share your, uh, in the, you know, we've got, we've got a Facebook group, report back and share on the problem you've identified and the, you know, the, the, the customer you've identified, report back on the lead magnet that you're, you're thinking of developing, you know, for feedback. And I actually keep track of all of them. So I've actually kind of got like a document for, for each of them. It's, it's, it's a bit like being back at school, but um, <laughs> You should hand out uh, like uh, quizzes and reports and uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, there is there, there is a lot of that, and it, it, it's it's good because it it's good because partly it helps me see what what the common stumbling points are, you know, where people are falling down and and, and struggling. But there is there is the, the results have been absolutely fantastic. I mean, I I busy basically just collect like little screenshots, you know, testimonials and things and. Um, it's not. It's actually not just the results they're getting from implementing the funnels in terms of more sales and and more business, which there's there's a lot of that anyway. But unexpectedly for me, it's actually helping people win the projects in the first place because with the mindset that I teach them and the process and the kind of like the structure that the thing, the the, the previous what I would say is is that previously a lot of them have been building websites and have been promoting their service by saying. I'll build you a website, ultimately, you know, pretty much. I'm a web designer. I'll, I'll build you a website. And I'm teaching them, you know, to say, I'm, some, I'm somebody who's going to help you solve your problem via the medium of a website. And they're talking to the customer in terms of defining the problem, design, you know, defining their own clients' you know, issues and problems and what, where they want to be, and talking to them in terms of generating leads, putting automated funnel processes in place, you know, with kind of email nurturing sequences and 
and all that kind of thing. Do you and identify um, the same fear that you mentioned that you had before or the reluctance to deal directly with marketing? Mm-hmm. Do you identify this in your students or do you feel that there is some kind of uh, understanding that, that no, marketing is part of our uh, profession right now? So... they yeah. actually eager uh, to I would say I would say that probably about a third of the students have had some experience of marketing so the concepts of funnels and landing pages and and all that kind of thing are, are, are not alien to them but probably most of them have been doing it wrong they've been doing it kind of back to front they've 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 designed a landing page first and then they've thought what kind of lead magnet should I have so they they But they've done it the backwards way on because they've designed a lead magnet and a landing page that doesn't solve a problem so you know they've had they've had no results <laughs> um, so yeah a, a bit technical just let's take I don't know uh, I would say a, a real estate uh, agent business so how would you typically I mean the tools you will you would use is usually uh, like elementor now we also have pop-ups so you Um, Elementor, your email marketing uh, platform, and how many funnels would you usually build for that? And which can you depict a bit technically how the funnels will look like and, and how many w- would you use for this project? Well, what I, I always say to people to start, obviously start with one funnel first. You know, so when you're different, yeah, we'll keep going back to it. I sound like, like a broken record, but... When, when you've defined one specific problem for your customer so you know if you're a if you're a real estate agent the, the problem isn't our potential customers want to buy property that's just way way too vague you've got to sort of define something about it something about the area or the problem that there is in the area with real estate or yeah. it might be a particular kind of you know house buyer who is struggling to get on the market and you know has a particular problem issue with budget or so find you know find that and build out that funnel first so what, what that process would look like is firstly defining that clear problem actually you know talk to customers go and actually interview them go and find out in their own words <laughs> how oh, yeah. do they actually describe their problem don't just assume then you know create I mean this could be for any business really but create something that is going to attract them to And give them a bit of a win so I mean there's, there's this concept of the problem awareness scale so partly one of the one of the things that a good funnel will do is as people go through the funnel you're helping them to sort of solve their problem you know at the start your potential customer when you attract them with this particular lead magnet which which is promoted on a on a landing page on your site you That, that potential customer might not even be aware that they have that problem or they might not have have, have you know identified it clearly enough to even know where to look for a solution so partly that stage that's the job you know so you know create create a landing page it can be very very simple um, elementor makes that makes that super super easy yeah I mean with the new, the new pop-ups feature is awesome <laughs> oh, thank you I mean I'm not just saying this just because I'm talking to you guys but I think you've 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 really really delivered that just it's just beautiful how it's done and it just it just means there's no requirement anymore for any kind of external you know pop-up solutions plugins or services so um, that's that is amazing 
Yeah, it's still in beta, but it's going to be released really soon. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I actually personally like recommend pop-ups. Um, a pop-up where you're actually clicking the button, you know, so mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a call to action on the button, which is in different words, but he's effectively saying, get help with your problem, you know, mm -hmm. help, help, click this and we're going to help you solve it. The reason for a pop-up is a lot of the, it's, it's this concept of kind of micro commitments. So, you know, if you've got the form just directly there on the page, directly on the landing page, and there's nothing wrong with that as such, but it's the, the, the sound of the subtle message that you're giving on the landing page is kind of take, take, take. It's the forms there already saying, you know, I'm going to collect your, <laughs> going to collect your details yeah. from you, which isn't a great kind of first, um, a first message. So, what the pop-up does is, firstly, you've got a button rather than a form, and that button is is if you've written the the, the uh, call to action text right, it's you know take action now to let us help you. So yeah, or that, download a, or get it or yeah. yeah. So that's all about give, give, give. You know mm -hmm. that message is we as you know as this business want to give you the visitor something. Um, so that's a good message. The fact that they've actually clicked the button is like a little mini yes. So they've actually mm. sort of said yes already. So by the time that the pop-up appears, you've already had them say yes once, and you've already had that kind of positive message of we want to give you something and help you rather than we want to take something from you. So I always kind of recommend pop-ups in that sense anyway. Mm. Um, then from that point when somebody gives you, you know, the email address, you, you have the form connected to your email marketing service. So if you're using, you know, MetaLite, uh, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, Drip, uh, any, any of those elemental forms connect natively in most cases anyway to those services. So it's, it's really, really easy to, to hook that up. Yeah, we just added MailerLite recently. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which is brilliant. I mean, a lot of my students love MailerLite, partly because it's, yeah, it's a great price, but it's a, it's a really great system as well. So yeah, and then you know, the, the idea at that point is deliver the lead magnet to them by, via email. Do it, do it by email rather than on the thank you page because mm. you want to train that person to, to be looking for the emails from you, you know, to actually see you in the inbox. And uh, in the, yeah. What a lot of people, just briefly just to mention, a lot of people kind of miss the importance of the thank you page that people see once they've opted in, once they've filled in that form. It is an incredible opportunity to do lots of things, really. I mean, partly it's a good first impression, you know, create a positive first impression for the, for the relationship uh, because a funnel flow should be seen as, you know, as, as, as a developing relationship. But it allows you to, to, to push things along further as well. <clears throat> you know, ask, ask them to share the lead magnet with their, you know, social followers, um, maybe get them to, I don't know, register for a webinar or sometimes even actually buy something. Yeah, know, upsell. So, yeah. And just do a, a little kind of, sometimes, you know, it might be called a tripwire or a little, a little upsell. And again, that's one of the, <laughs> it's a perfect example of the kind of thing that I used to be well, a little bit allergic to, really. You know, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah but you're not pushy. They already, uh, you know, opted in. You're just offering it. You're not, uh, you know, creating some intrusive experience. You're just, you're helping them. Exactly. Exactly. If you, if you, if with all of this, if you frame it in terms of, I'm 
going to help you with this thing. It took, I had, when I started my business, I had a little kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but little psychological block about actually asking people for money. And that was partly because I kind of had it framed wrong, you know, that I was kind of taking something from somebody else. But if you frame it as that I have a solution for you, I have the steps to take you from the problem to where you want to be. And, you know, to, you've actually got to pay me so that I am able to do that for you. You know, um, nobody can kind of be in business for free. So, yeah, the fact that sell somebody something, even if it's something simple, something small on that thank you page, some people won't take it up, but it's just a perfect, perfect opportunity. So a lot of a lot of people miss that thank you page opportunity to to really really push that relationship along. Um, cool. But, but yeah, then at that point, you know, you, you would you would have what I call an email nurturing sequence. It can be just one or two emails. It can be thirty emails. But you know, something that takes takes that prospect further along the journey, more value helping them yeah. even even further get towards that solution, demonstrate your expertise, things like that. Um, and then ultimately, you know, ask for the sale. Ultimately, ask for that, you know, that eventual sale, you know, to hire you or book you or buy the product or... Um, exactly. In, in that stage, if even if you don't ask it, you're in their consciousness, they, they know that they, you've given them so much value. If they need something, they'll, they might actively approach you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You, you, you are there as the, you know, the provider of that solution, maybe not now, but, but at some point in the future. And as I said earlier, I think a lot of people think that that is the ultimate kind of end point of, of, of the funnel. And I would argue that that is the beginning almost <laughs> of, of the relationship. You know, you, you, then the whole funnel flow is all about automating that process putting that process in place and letting it run and you know there are ways of then encouraging that customer to become a repeat customer it's, you know it's far easier and far cheaper to to sell to people who are already customers than it is to be constantly finding new ones and ultimately encourage those people to to shout about your business to to everybody that they know in, in future as well so but you were asking about multiple funnels as well. My, my advice would always be get one in place, get it running, something incredibly simple. Don't get hung up with all kinds of different kind of fancy conditions and things. Mm -hmm. Just simplicity, problem solving, helping people get to that result. And then at that point, start to introduce another one, you know, yeah. uh, start, start to introduce another prob uh, another funnel based on a different problem a different kind of customer with you know with, with, who are struggling with a different kind of thing um, because the best funnels are the ones that are very targeted very 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 specific um i <laughs> it's funny because a lot of the people that come into my course to start off with this i mean web designers are a great example they come in they, they, they say well i want to have funnels on my own site because I want more leads. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's great, but you are a web designer who wants more leads. You tell me, you tell me a web designer who doesn't want more leads, you know, <laughs> we need to, we need to get more specific. So it's that process of sort of identifying those problems and making them specific enough and, and, and keeping it to, 
you know, keeping it to one funnel. So one, you know, one funnel, one problem. Um, that's, that's a great message. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to talk to you about this for, for more hours. Uh, and I'm, and I, I actually want, want to do that and book you again, but we're out of time. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I've, I've, I've talked, I've talked quite a bit. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But, but now is the, the call to action. So <laughs> we've been talking about, so how can people reach you and, uh, get in touch? Yeah, well, there's my website, designbuildweb.co, which is my kind of main site where I do all my, you know, free stuff and and uh, and that kind of thing. I, there's, I've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash designbuildweb, and uh, on Twitter as well as designbuildweb. And, um, and your courses? People are interested in the courses. Yeah, the, the, the course we've been talking about, No Fear Funnels, is at nofearfunnels.co. And uh, I have another course as well, which is called No Stress WordPress. Um, <laughs> that's a catchy name. That's a, yeah. <laughs> catchy. Uh, that's, at, um, that's at nostresswp.co as well. Uh, the two courses aren't always open. Um, so I kind of like open the doors every so often, get a new kind of set of customers and then close the doors just so that I can really kind of focus on each, uh, on each intake and give them my 100% attention. So... Uh, but there are wait, there are kind of you know like waiting list uh, things on each of those, and I I open the doors to them fairly regularly. So uh, yeah. that's cool, and, and we'll, we'll link places. to it in the blog post, of course. Yeah, yeah, and then and then there's 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 yeah on my main site designbuildweb.co there's uh, there's a there's kind of my my blog on there as well with all kinds of helpful stuff and videos. I've been for the past year I've had my head down kind of making these courses and working with students and I've done a lot less of the sort of free, you know, being out there kind of making videos on Elementor and things for everyone to see. So you actually that, made one of the most popular videos, uh, for, for us recreating, uh, recreating, uh, the flywheel blog. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I, I loved making that video. We mentioned you in our uh, year in review. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> was the yeah, most I commented, uh, I did yeah. see. Yeah, we should do I'd another recreate. I'd love to do more if you would have me, actually, because we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Uh, so, so thank you. Dave, thanks for uh, being uh, our guest and talking about uh, these really interesting topics. And uh, pleasure. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe from me and Matan. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.